everybody. This is the People of Purpose podcast, and we are here today with John Henry, man. He deserves no introduction, but for those that don't know him, trust me, this is somebody that you want to know. Uh, John Henry is a Dominican-American entrepreneur and investor. He has been featured in Forbes 30 Under 30, Inc. 33 Under 30, Adwick Creative 100, The Route 100, and Ebony Power 100 list. Um, from dropping out of college at the age of 18 to starting and exiting his first laundry business at the age of 21 to now being the CEO, co-CEO and co-founder of Loop, an insurance technology company that leverages AI and data to create more fairly priced auto insurance products for all, really, which, is, which, is, which really is empowering underserved communities such as myself and other communities out there. Uh, John, man, it's a pleasure to have you on right now, man. Hey, what's up, man? A pleasure to be on. Thank you for that beautiful intro, and it's a pleasure to, it's an honor to be on the platform. Appreciate it, man. So real quick, I like to start all of my calls off for gratitude, man. Regardless if it's with my board or my advisors or my team here in my company, we always start the call off with gratitude um, because I believe that in order to make a difference in this world, you have to be in a grateful state, right? Um, so everybody always just goes around and say one thing they're grateful for and why. So uh, what is one thing that you're grateful for right now and why? Oh man, I'm grateful that my sister is, is home. Um, she has been struggling with uh, acute health uh, issues. Um, and so all the while I've had all these things going on on the business side, it has reminded me that ultimately, you know, it's the health of your loved ones that, that matters most. So I'm really, really pleased to see um, to see my sister back at home. And yeah, that's, that's my one thing I'm grateful for today. For sure, man, for sure. I am grateful. Um, I'm grateful to connect with people who have purpose behind what they do. You know, you normally want to connect with people based off of the position that they're in, right? That you're this extraordinary person that has done everything, but people sometimes forget the mission behind it all. Um, Cause sometimes people don't have a mission behind it, right? They're just focused on the position. So to connect with people that have the position, uh, the mission behind the position that they're in, uh, it always lights me up. I'm, I'm, I'm hardcore about purpose. That's my whole brain and everything. So I'm grateful to connect with people like you, right? So let's jump in. So uh, you had a quote, man, and I, I feel like that this is something that could get overstepped, but it's something that's so important. Um, in your kind of bio video that you have, right, about you starting your laundry business and selling it, um, you said in it, you said an immigrant family does not move to the United States so that your son uh, can clean people's dirty underwear. And it took me a while, but something clicked at some point. And then that's when you went on about the definition of entrepreneurship, right? Take me mm. back to that moment. What was the moment, like the specific moment of where are you standing? What are you smelling? What are, where's your mind at? What is that moment that clicked? And what about that moment is it that has really been the catalyst for where you are now? Mm, yeah, no, it's a good question. Um, yeah, that moment was, um, you know, in a lot of ways, not too dissimilar from, you know, what I've felt even as of recent, which is, you know, doubtful of your potential, um, you know, in your head about if you could really do this. Uh, in your head about if it, whether it's the right thing to do. Uh, in your head, if you got the right people in your corner, people are lying to you. Uh, in your head, if you're lying to yourself. 
just in your head. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've been there. It's not a thing that for me has gone away after that first time, you know, because then you dare to dream a little bit bigger each time. And after that, I went and started something else, you know, an incubator. And then afterwards, I started a venture fund. And then afterwards, I started buying a real estate. And afterwards, I started, you know, you know, I was on TV. So then you're, you're really out there. Um, and now I'm starting this, you know, this new company. And each time all over again, you're in your head about it. But uh, a funny thing happens when you get out of your head and you just get in the game. <laughs> yeah. You know? then you stop wondering about if you could, if you, you know, should drive right and cut left and then you could just trust your instinct. And if you get a shot blocked and you get your ankles broken and you get embarrassed, cool, no sweat. You know, you just get up and then you get the next play and the next play and then the next play. And by the time you get to four, you know, the fourth quarter, you're warmed up. Um, and all things told, you've either had a good game or a bad game. But the only way I've found that, you know, the only thing that separates you from your best self and your worst self is really just your, your own confidence about yourself in that moment. Mm. Right. Because have you seen a great player just like miss, miss a few in a row? And then it's just like, damn, I'm just off tonight. And then just keep missing and missing and missing. And, and you have a bad game. That's fine. But uh, it's interesting to me how sometimes all you need is a little bucket to just be like, all right, cool, I got this. You know, you remind yourself of, of who you are and what you're capable of. Um, and then with that little bit of bucket comes the next bucket, you know, and the next one, and you get the finesse back. And before you know it, your confidence is through the roof and you're trying all kinds of crazy shit. Right. You're taking on, you know, the best player on the team. Right. So, you know, in a lot of ways for me, um, you know, business has been a lot like sports in that, you know, you need a good teammate, you know, you need selfless leadership, uh, it's a lot easier to tear down than, than it is to build up. Um, and in those, in those moments, to get back to your question, um, the most important thing to realize is that you're just in your head. And the faster you can get out of your head and in the game, the, the more you can prove your, to yourself that you really can step up to the plate. Mm, mm. I mean, even outside of this podcast, man, that's something that I resonate with, man. I believe that uh, everything happens for a reason, man. And when you talk about divine timing, as far as God, the universe, and everything else, right? And this is me talking to you as a brother, not even as the, the I can stop the recording right now, man. That's what, that was it for me, right? <laughs> but, um, it's like for myself, to kind of provide a little more context about myself, like um, I come from a background of getting involved in the streets. When I was 15 years old, I went to juvenile for a pistol, bulletproof vest. Um, when I was 18 years old, I got shot in my head. A, a bullet went in on this side, came out on this side. Um, been wow. in jail, in and out of jail, lost multiple six figures, facing up to 10 years in prison. Really start thinking about what my purpose is, right? I tell people that right now you're getting a micro dose of what it's like to be in jail. Uh, meaning that when you're in the confines of your four walls, like everybody is now during quarantine, anything in your life that is out of integrity will get exposed, right? You have people who've been climbing the corporate ladders and they don't know their kids now, or been working so hard that they lost the fulfillment, right? Um, so fast forward, I kind of got out of jail, started diving into personal development, learned about Tony Robbins, uh, had about 60 pair of Jordans, sold like 50 of them to pay for a $5,000 ticket to Tony Robbins, uh, slept in my car at my first event and it changed everything, right? And from then, started speaking across the country, I've taken 100 underprivileged kids to Tony Robbins. Uh, Tony Robbins has personally asked me to speak on stage, right? 
and I have my startup company Soul Purpose that we raised uh, around eight hundred thousand dollars last year for it. Um, and it's like now I'm at the point to where it's like, like literally today, literally this, this second, man. You don't understand. Like this is happening. Like I literally just sent my whole team home because I'm 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 at this stage to where it's just like, you know, come on, am I being the best version of myself or am I in my head is my ego taking over right does my ego come into play thinking that it's like oh I have to be this perfect person I have to have shit figured out and you know I can't um like I'm the CEO of this company I have to know everything that got my team right and it took me from being a student I feel like I haven't been a student because I've been feeling like I've had to be the teacher and have my shit put together mm-hmm moment that's that's happening then it's like i become doubtful because like damn well if i'm not making the right decision but when it's when it when you're a student it's it's free flowing it's like let me just try this shit if it works it doesn't let me try this right. it doesn't. you know what i mean right. but when yep. it's like, you have like bc back and all this shit it's like damn the shit has to be perfect you know so that's I something that, that yeah something that is going on going on with me right now my question to you is how do you get past that ego because that's a lot of times, that's what it is. It's the ego of that, oh, I'm this person and I did this and I don't want to, if I failed, then it's like, it's like my ego. It's like I failed something or I told the whole world I'm doing this and now it didn't work out, right? Or even from the fucking beginning, dude, it's like you're, you're cleaning underwear. You know what I mean? Like, like uh-huh. it's like a level of like, getting past your ego to be like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And I feel like from my own personal life, it was at a certain point to where I didn't even give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck about anybody. I was just doing. And when I was just doing, I was achieving and shit accelerated. But the moment I started caring about failing or somebody else's opinion or, damn, I just raised all this capital. Am I going to be able to give them a return? Can this shit take off faster than what I'm, you know what I mean? That's when the ego started getting in play and it limits me. How do you deal with getting past that ego? That's the question, man. That's the million dollar question. Um, and for me, I mean, I think you had answered it somewhere in there, which is like, you know, at some point you're in your head for so long that you realize that, yo, this shit is doing anything but helping me get to where I gotta go. This shit is slowing me down. I'm spending a lot of mental energy considering this and that. And by the way, speaking to you as someone who, you know, also recently raised capital, but just in general, you know, having an elevated profile, you know, you could you could get in your head about, yo, what does that person think? Yo, this for you know, I'm signed to, you know, I'm signed to Gary Vee's agency. I'm, you know, this and that. And it's like, oh man, I might have a project that, you know, I have a real estate project that um uh all things told did well, but for a long time didn't. Uh it's like, damn, I got an L, you know, so it's all different types of considerations, man. And for me, whenever I just like snap, it's pretty much snapping out of that shit. When you snap out of it and you say, like, whoa, 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 like I'm wasting mad time. And at the end of the day, none of these people been through what I've been through. Mm. None of those, none of the people you're worried about been in your shoes, bro. Mm. Spent the time that you did, went through the shit that you went through. So at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I, I you know, yeah, we understand, of course, why, you know, we care about their opinions of us to some extent. But at the end of the day, like, let's lock in, baby, because, you know, uh, uh, we know what we got to, we know what we have, uh, what, 
what's out there for us to do if we stay out of our way. So for me, it's just kind of just putting it back in the context of our own selves, as selfish as that may sound. And that's not out of disrespect to anyone else, but it's more so just like people will have all different kinds of opinions, man. Um, and that applies in a relationship too. Like you may be in a relationship where you're worried about what people think about who you're with or that, and that implies in so many different realms, but at the end of the day, it's just locking in and grinding for you that, um, that I've found yields the best result. And like you said, it's when you're in that student mode, it's when you're, when you are the rookie, you know, that you're just like, you know, you try all kinds of shit. And then once you climb up a little bit, you know, once you wrestle Westbrook, you know, you're on the way to a ring and people are like, yo, why has he, he won one yet? Yo, Russ, Van <laughs> yo, Harden, oh, he, he always chokes in the playoffs, this and that. It's a little different when you're Bron because he's already got a few rings. But when you're on the way to a ring and people know that, you know, that you have it, so you're in the conversation, but you're not really getting those those W's, I mean, who knows? I feel like that's the spot that you and I are in. You know, I'm looking for a chip too, you know? Uh, and, uh, and you know, I spoke with, with Gary the other day um, when he was like, bro, he was like, you're up next, bro. He was like, you got it. And I was like, I, I know. And he was like, all right, then. I was like, all right, bet. And sometimes you just need that, like, yo, you got it. You're good. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's so crazy because I feel like, like you just said, it's like, you know, you know the trajectory. People can see it. You know, it's so funny. Gary Vee just posted last week um, a conversation we had, and it was where it was like two years ago. I was backstage with him, and I was like, "Yo, I feel like I'm the best kept secret." Like I was telling him, "Like, yo, I feel like I'm the best kept secret." And he was like, "Yo, just fucking enjoy this time. Like, it seems like you're like the underdog, and like, yo, you fucking survived the gunshot at the head, like." You're going to get there, right? And it's like that, like you just said, it's like that Russell Rust book. It's like, you know exactly <laughs> your ability. You just haven't got that fucking ring yet. But right. the trajectory is like you're, you're, you're there, you know? Right. Um, and it, I think that is something that we, we both relate on in a, in, a, in a sense, you know? Now, now, but think about that. Think about this, right? Think about if Russ... Um, clearly has the raw talent, clearly something that Braun is able to do is lock in on to that next level. And I feel like, man, the amount of time, I don't know, but I'm saying like the amount of time that someone like a Russ or a Harden spends in their own head is probably what stopped them from getting that ring. Mm. You know, you I was about I mean? to ask you that. I was, my question to you was going to be that um, Albert Einstein has, Albert Einstein said, you can't solve a problem at the same level of consciousness that created it. So in order to get to that next level, there's going to have to be a conscious shift because when you could look down at a problem, it's easier to solve it than when you're in the mix of that problem at that moment, right? Mm -hmm. so for yourself, to get that shift, to get that ring, what do you think is the switch that is going to have to take place in order to, to get that to, to get that ring this one you lock in and, and and do the work um for nothing other than to do the work um and i'm experiencing this now right at loop like you know we we raise a few million dollars we have great vcs um you know some some people that i wanted to invest didn't and uh it was just interesting though because i had known these people for some time as a vc co-invested in mad deals together 
yo, come do this deal. I don't know. It's like, oh, interesting. And then it was some people that I didn't know really all that well that ended up helping me out huge. So it's like, okay, things don't always work out the way that you thought they would. A, B, um, then, you know, you realize that the people, I, I realized that the people that I was like looking to get their vote of approval, like they were n never really down for the cause anyway. And then at the end of the day, all things told, like it's just you and your team and, and it's you guys against the world pretty much. And I don't really think that people out there are rooting for you to lose. That's, I think, a narrative that we can tell ourselves when we're in that mode of like, yo, all right, well, fuck them. I'm going to show them like, that's yeah. fine. You know, I'm, I'm okay with having that little bit of motivation. Like I do, I am a little bit motivated by like, all right, you pass on this deal. 100%. <laughs> I got you. Like right. I'm going to teach you to never sleep on me again. So I, I fuss with that for sure, that energy. Um, but then, you, you know, as you were talking about this conscious shift, like I've found in my day to day being bogged down by thoughts like that. Um, uh, meaning like thoughts of like, yo, what if we don't go to a billion? What if we, da, 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 what could go wrong? And, and then I catch myself, I'm like, bro, let's get to work. And then when I lock in and get to work, that's when we start, that's when you enable speed. And speed really is the variable that allows you to make mistakes and recover from them. Mm. If you make slow mistakes, you're almost certain to die. Mm. Right? So you got to make mistakes on an accelerated fashion because really a mistake is a data point back to you that you're learning, right? It's a, it's a data point back that that avenue that you tried did not work. Right, 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 right. And when you're in a startup, you know, you can't try things half-assed. So you got to try things. We use about a two-week interval in which we lock in for a two-week sprint and we explore direction. And, you know, sometimes I don't know if the decision is right to deploy resources or time, valuable time. Right. right? against a certain, you know, uh, hypothesis that we may have about the best way to grow. Um, and the best thing we can do though, is just make the call, learn from it and adjust. And so all that to say, the less time I spend in my head and more time I spend in the game, going through it, being present for my team, um, understanding that you and I as CEOs, for example, like, you know, there is no, pretty much no moment of the day that we can't, like, we can't afford to not be on it like, you know, a lot of the time, because when our staff is off, we're having to set the meetings and the agendas and shit like that for the next coming weeks. So it's our job to serve them and make sure that they're in the best place. And, you know, balancing that there is so many difficulties, right? Like, how do you balance trusting them and letting them go and do their thing with the, with, and then you get the product back and then you're like, fuck, it's kind of not what I wanted. Now I spent all this time and even a little bit of resources on a project that I, you know, well, then you take it on the chin and say, all right, well, I didn't give them enough guidance. So then you might step in and micromanage too closely. And so you ebb and you flow and, you know, there's, there's so many considerations, man. I think all in all, I feel, it feels really good to be back in on this side of the game because, you know, being a VC is really easy once you got some money locked up to just sit there and be like, ah, oh, you get money, you don't, you don't. And you have some bullshit hypothesis around why they will or won't make it. And it's like, at the end of the day, bro, no one knows. Right, right. No one knows. And like, you know, whoever fights the hardest and dogs it out and is willing to go through unbearable amounts of stress is the person who makes it out on the other side, in my yeah. opinion, anyway. And um, 
I feel bad for whoever sleeps on you or whoever sleeps on me because like Silicon Valley is not used to having this DNA in the pool, you know? It's yeah. used to having some nice guys, nice guys, but right. they're not used to having killers, bro. They're not this so. though, right, right. right. <laughs> so yeah, I, have a, I have a little conversation switch for you, man, is that if you weren't, uh, you're a natural entrepreneur, man. I don't, natural or unnatural, it doesn't matter. You're an entrepreneur, right? I don't even like sometimes saying the term natural, but you're an entrepreneur. If you weren't building businesses and you had to clock in and do a nine to five, what would that job be? Um, I would be making content, I would say. Um, I love I love making content. Um, I and like and marketing and you know, funnel optimization and shit like that. Like I love that part of my job so much. And I've loved it since I started making content back in 2014. And um it was always a thing that I love doing, but by the very nature of being an entrepreneur, you have a lot of other functions you got to tend to. Right. There's admin, there's payroll, there's sales, there's all kinds of stuff, right. you know? Uh, but I feel like a little kid in the lab when I'm, I have a, a media team of eight people, you know? So I got illustrators, designers, micro editors, videographers, animators, like we, we just make shit all day. And the moments that I can lock in with them and be really present with them and make content, I just, I love it, man. I love it. So, you know, and I've often said to myself, like, damn, if it wasn't for the fact that I love business so fucking much, I probably would be making content all the time. <laughs> what, what difference in the lives of the people, right? Everybody has content that makes a difference in people's lives in some way, right? Um, regardless if it's a, a musician or a Gary B or um, a Jay Shetty, right? Everybody has their own difference that they want to make. What difference would you want to make in the people and the lives of the people that consume your content. Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing about it is I'm starting to see the difference mm. these days uh, mm. that that my content has made on some people's lives. And it's really humbling, man, because, you know, when you're in the game, when you're early, early, you're just like, yeah, my content makes a difference. But no one's really looking at any of your shit. You know, they're just taking right. note a little bit, a little bit. All right, cool. Right, cool. Right, right. And then after a little while, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They know that you do this. But then after a while, like, the cool thing is that longevity com has compound interest. Longevity allows people to, like, to develop context about the journey. Mm. And you can't help but to respect someone who's been in the game mm. for a long time. You know, Nas says, when you're four years in the game, we can have a conversation. Eight years in the game, I invite you on vacation. Ten years in the game, after I've enjoyed my fame, only then I let you pick my brain. Right? <laughs> and it's like, yo, I hit that 10-year mark this year. And I'm just starting to really realize that, like, I got in this shit when I was 18 years old and I turned 28 this year. And I'm like, wow, I really done lasted 10 years, you know, and and at the same time, you know, have definitely uh, uh, suffered in consistency at different points. But by and large, I would say if you zoom out, have stayed consistently sharing my message and my journey. And now I see it come around. Where when you first start to get some of this feedback back, like, yo, John, I love your shit. You're just like, you don't really take it right. too to heart because you're just like, all right, cool, whatever. That's something people say. But now it's definitely gotten to the point where people are like, yo, I, I fuck heavy with your content, man. Like it really, I consume it every day. 
It really helps me with my thinking, with my this, with my that. I want to be a part of Loop. I want to do this or give me your feedback or whatever. And it's like, it does get you to a point where, for, in my view, you have to level up to accept it humbly and understand that that comes with a responsibility in right. a way. So right. it's like, all right, bet. Let, let me step up as a leader then, for real. Um, because I still got a lot of little selfish tendencies in me. You know, I, I still would, you know, blow off a meeting here if I woke up late because I uh, went to bed late the night before and just be like, it's all good. I'll circle back. But, you know, someone was waiting for me on the other side of that. Right. You know, and and so on and so forth. And like, you know, showing up to a meeting where I'm talented enough that I could go through a meeting unprepared because I'm yeah pulse it's like you don't have to study to pass the to pass the test in school right right exactly you get it it's like yeah. i could coast and not study and get a uh b plus sometimes an a minus depending on how natural i am and right, right. you know sometimes yeah. a b uh but it's like yo let me really step up this is the mode that i'm in now let me really step up let me yeah. lock in for real let me take my health seriously let me get my fitness game up let me let me like at, you know how you have a reflection of yourself and you're like yo at my best self here's what i would look like 100 here's here's how i would be here's the habits that i would do like all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. i'm in this place now where i'm like yo all right bet i've gotten here just out of talent so far but like what happens when talent meets fierce, like discipline and commitment, you know, where can you go then? So that's kind of where I've been at. Bro, when I feel like it's like, um, bro, when I feel like this is like the universe or God speaking through, you don't even understand right now, man. That's literally where I'm at right now. It's like, Kavan, I just told my operation, my head of operation this earlier. I was like, man, I don't have any regrets in life, but I'm feeling like I'm about to have some regressive things don't shift mm. because I know what I'm capable of doing. And I've gotten here purely off of talent, like raw talent, raw who I am. Yep. Like, there has to become a point to where it's like, I just told him, I was like, I don't want to look down the line and feel like I missed an opportunity of a lifetime. I have an opportunity of a lifetime right now. You do. And yep. it's to me to fucking execute that. And to get to that next level is more than just that talent. It's that of that daily obsession, that grit, those daily habits, those things that that is required to get to that next level. Those things that are outside of Kavan, those characteristics that I'm gonna have to develop. Now I could be charismatic, I could talk to, I could story tell, I can rally people together all day. You know, but if I can't make it to the gym, the days that I say I want to make it to the gym, then I'm not going to be, if I can't journal and write down my goals every day, if I can't keep some shit a level of organi organized, I, you know what I mean? So yep. like, this is like, it's the same, man. So there's two minutes left. The last question is this, is two questions. Number one, let's start with the first one. What would you say your, your purpose is? I mean, if you had to define, I have a shirt that says my purpose is with a blank box. If you had to write in the blank box of what, your purpose is what would you say your purpose is um that's a great question man i think at this point um is to uh is is to let people let people that come from where we come from know that they can man 
beautiful in whatever way that takes that takes shape man i used to i used to think it was hell bent on venture capital or real estate or now i'm in insurance now i realize and then i was in media it don't matter what i do like ultimately you know my heart is forever in that one bedroom splitting that bedroom with four siblings roaches no pop to piss in uh type of space it's like that's where my heart's always going to be and my and i happen to have had the talent and the luck uh and the tenacity and everything else work in my favor such that i was able to break out of that wildly out of that right yeah. so it's like my purpose is to let people know that come from where we come from that they can that's beautiful, man. And last question is this, is that there's somebody out there listening right now that don't know what their purpose is. What is your advice to them? My, my advice is to, to uh, be conscious that you're seeking a purpose, but kind of let that shit go at once at the same time. Because when you're like going around like, yo, I'm looking for a purpose. I'm like, are you a purpose? Or, you know, it's like it's, it, it, the, the weight of it doesn't allow you to experiment. And experimentation is really what leads you to your purpose. So in my view, uh, if you're looking to find it, start paying attention to what gets you excited, right? And it's like, okay, it may not even be a thing that you thought, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, whenever you like spending your time doing a thing, go and do that thing. And then when, within that thing, what is it that you like? And then go and do that. And then within that thing, and then before you know it, you end up in some, you know, rabbit holes where you're like, oh, I know now, yeah. right? Like when I was doorman, I was like, yo, I love some elements of this. All right, bet. And then I thought I wanted to be in finance because I, you know, knew business. So then I went to, okay, business and then finance. Okay. And then I was like, yo, I don't like this shit. These guys are cornballs. I just don't like how they roll. And then I met you know, someone who was an entrepreneur and then I zoomed in there, I was like, yo, I really like how this person carries themselves. They're still individual, but, but you know, they make bread, but they're not really about the bread. And I was like, yo, all right, yo, I fucks with this. And then I started with a laundromat and I was like, okay, cool. I like a lot of shit about this, but I don't like laundry. And then I zoomed in, I was like, okay, I like this shit. And then, you know, and then I've just been zooming in ever since. So it's like, you know, but that, that levity with which you can pursue uh, an interest can lead to a passion but if you suffocate the interest because you're like yo i gotta find the passion you're gonna get up in your head uh and remember uh the long you know the sooner you can get out of your head and in the game the better so that's really my advice man listen appreciate this john here amazing conversation so many notes everybody go back take notes to this man i feel like this was very uh letting you into our lives man my life your life I mean, there's so many, so many notes, so many gems in this. So appreciate you uh, for your time. Appreciate you having you, man. And uh, I look forward to, to seeing what Luke does, man. And I'll be <laughs> and, and same, same thing with Soul Purpose, man. And look, we got to be a resource for each other. Out there.